With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Eight minutes past five, uh, Sri Lanka, uh, no wicket for 40 after seven overs. Just a short time ago, I caught up with Tim Payne, the former Australian captain, uh, who just last season retired from Sheffield Chill Cricket playing for Tasmania. And I just wanted to get a bit of an insight on how he sees the Australian team, who currently sit on the bottom before this game of the World Cup standings with a surprise win by Afghanistan over England last night. Firstly, I welcomed Tim to the program. No worries. Thanks for having me. Uh, Now, Sri Lanka is Australia's next assignment at this uh, World Cup. Uh, Of course, the 50-a-side World Cup tournament. We've lost against a couple of the powerhouses early on, India and South Africa. I suppose it's not crisis time yet. But if they drop to Sri Lanka, then maybe it will be for the Australians. Yeah, well, certainly if that's the case. I mean, who would have thought we'd be 0-2 and two and heading into a game with Sri Lanka at a danger game against Sri Lanka in Game 3. So, um, And Sri Lanka also lost their first two games, but a uh, big difference is they've posted two scores of um, 326 and 340. So they're obviously batting well. Um, they've got some guys in the middle order in form, and um, we're going to have our work cut out for us, but... Um, as I've said across a few radio shows in the last few days, I still have faith. I still think our best cricket is good enough to beat any team in that World Cup. Uh, we've been a long way off it so far, but um, you know you only need one good game, get a bit of confidence going into momentum in a tournament like a World Cup, and uh, and we've got the quality to do that. Saying that, Tim, you know the dialogue. Everybody's got an opinion suggesting there's too much cricket, and a lot of the players look just a fraction weary. You throw yeah. the IPL in there as well, and we feel it's maybe had a bit of an effect on the likes of Cameron Green. How do you see it all? Yeah. And the fact that they've been away for Australia for a long time, of course, warm-up yeah. matches in South Africa, then India, yeah. then into the World Cup. Yeah, and I don't think you can underestimate um, the pressure and, and stress that goes with an Ashes series before that as well. Um, you know, that's that's height and cricket. <laughs> Ashes experience is, is like no, none else, nothing else, and um, we had that before any of those one-day tours. So certainly, you know, they've tried to juggle, juggle around getting your Steve Smiths and your Pat Cummins and Hazelwoods and Starks and Marnuses enough rest to be ready to go for a World Cup. Um, but the the flip side of that is, have has we have we had our best team on the park playing together and, and knowing their roles and, and knowing what to expect of each other? So it's a real balancing act and um, at the moment you would say we probably haven't got it, got it right or that's that's something that people have been saying but again what it comes down to in game of cricket is being able to execute and, and we haven't been able to and, and when that happens you leave yourself open to that did we get our preparation right, is our game plan right, are our individual roles correct and I think they are and I think the boys know their roles, they know the brand of cricket they want to play we just haven't executed, and, and Mitch Marsh said it, I think, a couple of days ago. When you don't execute in India and you're losing, it looks a lot worse than what it is, and the flip side of that is India's a type of place. When you get on a bit of a roll and you're winning games of cricket, it looks a lot better than what it is. It's it's a place for very small margins over in India. So, um, as I said, hopefully tonight we can get off to a good start, um, put Sri Lanka under pressure, get a win, and get our World Cup underway. And when things aren't going right, there's often the... the 
top brass uh, coming for a bit of punishment, and we're talking about Pat Cummins. He's only taken one yep. wicket in the two ODIs so far in this World Cup campaign. Had he not been captain, would he have been struggling to keep his place in the side, do you think? Oh, I don't think so. I think the lineup we're going with is with the three fast bowlers, and, and there's no doubt Pat Cummins in the top three fast bowlers in the country. There's, there's no question of that. Um, where it might change is if we had Ashenagar available and we're going with an extra spinner, then you'd be probably choosing between Hazelwood and, and Pat. But um, obviously we think we can get it done. Our strength is, has normally been in our fast bowling. And I think, again, those three guys have got a proven record in every format of the game. So um, to be riding someone like Pat off after two games is probably a little bit premature and um, you know I've said it for a number of times he, he rarely has too many bad games so um, you know when you got him in your side a good one's just around the corner and hopefully that's tonight but yeah to be riding him off and saying he shouldn't be captains um, a step or three too far for me. When you look at the uh, sides that we've played so far and they've continued after playing Australia, India and uh, South Africa we've seen Rohit Sharma just plunder the attacks and score big uh, scores. And same with Quentin de Kock, who's already got two yeah. hundreds. We haven't been yeah. able to get off to a good start. So the onus is on Warner. And even Mitch Marsh has had a couple of yeah. fairly poor matches by his standards. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're a huge key. Anyone's top three is, particularly in India. Because, again, what can happen in India is if, if your middle order are constantly starting against spin, it can be extremely tough and and the teams that, that are doing well you've touched on their, their top order are scoring hundreds so when the spinners come on they're bowling to set batters and that's what you want so not only you know opening the batting and batting in the top three in one day cricket now is a really important role not only do you need to be scoring fast you need to be scoring hundreds and we haven't been able to do either at the moment but again David Warner can do that Mitchell Marsh can do that we know Steve Smith can do that so again it's just purely about execution but um, yeah, the first few games, you would look at us and go, geez, we're not playing spin very well. But again, if you're consistently losing wickets and exposing new batters to the crease, to spinners at the start of their innings, it, it's the hardest place in the world. Even in one-day cricket, it, it's an extremely challenging place to start. So yeah, onus is on the top order to, to get in, go big, and, and, and open up the game for our middle order. Guys like Stoinis and Glenn Maxwell and, uh, and Marnus have got power. Um, we just need to get them into a into a game where we can be um, really aggressive and taking on the spin and um, that top three hold a huge key in us doing that. You spoke about Marcus Stoinis, who replaced another West Australian all-rounder, Cameron Green, in the previous match. Do you think they'll persevere with that? Because many feel that Cameron Green is out of gas. Yeah, I think I think we will. I think um, the position that sort of all-rounder is playing, obviously Mitch Marsh is the one that's playing at the top of the order and bowling a couple of overs if we can get them out of him. Fingers crossed we can. And, and Marcus Stoinis is the all-rounder that bats at that sort of six or seven position, which is a really difficult position to bat, particularly for a young guy like Greeny, who, you know, most of the time he plays for Western Australia, he's batted sort of four or five, and, he, and he's more of a, a, a traditional batter, if you like. So I, I see Greeny playing a lot of white ball cricket, whether it's 20-20 or 50-over cricket, but I'd like to see him batting in the top four. And at the moment, that spot's probably... Not there, but I think going forward in years to come, that's where you'll see him play in the top four of white ball teams. I think he'll score hundreds. Um, but for right now, the role is that sort of six, seven, last five or six overs. And I think Marcus Dornis is really well suited to that position. So just having a look at Australia, as we know, we play everybody. It's a long uh, campaign. The top four go through to the semifinals. But tonight is pivotal, isn't it? You can't afford to drop the match against Sri Lanka. Otherwise, you'll be chasing your tail with some big nations still waiting for Australia? 
Yeah, still some tough games. New Zealand, uh, England, who lost last night, which was lovely to watch, I must admit. Um, but, yeah, it's a funny thing, this World Cup cricket, particularly in Indian conditions. You see last night Afghanistan, but England, I don't think anyone would have thought that, but in those subcontinent conditions, you've got lots of spin and you can bat first and you get runs on the board and you can squeeze teams, anything can happen. So, um, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a tough run, but, um, yeah, it's not to say it can't be done. And if we can, as I've said plenty of times in the last week, if that Australian team can play their best cricket, um, I'm confident we can beat anyone on any day. And finally, yes, what would they be saying, the Fleet Street Press uh, in England, after England succumbed to Afghanistan? Nobody would have thought that would have happened. But England have got a tendency at World Cups, uh, occasionally dropping matches to supposedly, with inverted commas, the Minnow Nations. Yeah, well, and even losing the first game to New Zealand without Kane Williamson, I thought was a bit of a surprise. I think England went into the World Cup uh, probably many people's favourites, um, probably including their own, if you read their own press of late. So, um, look, nice rally check for them. I think they're the same as the Aussies. They're capable of beating anyone, but but they don't look to me to be the same sort of side that, that won the World Cup four years ago. I don't think they've got the same depth, um, particularly in their batting and um, and even with their bowling. I think they've sort of got Mo and Ali sitting on the bench. Uh, again, I'd be playing that second spin proper spin option if I was them instead of going with a Livingston or someone like that who's that sort of all-round type you can bowl a bit of part-time spin I think those players and teams that are going that way at the moment Aussies included are getting a little bit exposed so um, hopefully the Aussies turn it around and long may it continue for the English Good on you Tim I appreciate your time I know you're in demand certainly regarding World Cups and of course your experience in cricket we thank you for spending some moments with here on Sports Day WA and speaking to all your mates in Western Australia no worries at all. Thanks for having me. And hopefully, Tassie, have a uh, couple of good more days over there. Talk to you guys <laughs> off. It'd be super. Good stuff. Good on you. Thanks for joining no us, Tim. See you, mate. No problem. <laughs> uh, good on you, Tim. Tim Payne joining us on the program. Good man. Uh, 18 past five. Just on the temper of bedshed text machine. Uh, this is from Lise. Uh, Hi, Pete. That's the problem. He's, she's talking about Michael Pryor. Didn't think before he made that ridiculous statement. The Eagles now been in the system for four years and they should be playing better than what they're dishing up. There's only about four or five players who give their all in, week out, week in, week out. Now, Pryor should be looking at how he can make the team more competitive instead of taking pot shots at the AFL. And that's Lisa from Ellenbrook. You can join us any time at the Temperate Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Talking about taking pot shots, as we go to the break, have a listen to this. Now... Dorking Wanderers manager Mark White. Now, he's delivered one of the most savage post-match takedowns that I've heard for a long, long time. Now, he's side-bowed out of the race in the FA Cup, which is the big cup competition in England. Now, it's a semi-professional team. It's earned 12 promotions across English non-league divisions. So it's now playing in the fifth tier the National League, just outside League Two, which is the uh, English Football League. So they're just in the fifth tier. They lost 2-0 to Horsham, who play in the seventh tier, to ensure now that Dorking Wanderers won't feature in the FA Cup draw. And White didn't hold back when asked for his thoughts after the match in which he was just disgusted how they lost to Horsham. Have a listen to what the manager had to say about his team. They deserve 
to be uh, fully deserved to be in the draw and hopefully, I really hope, uh, they get something um, amazing that's life-changing so my players can learn lesson because they were so poor. And I'll tell you one thing, I will always put my hand up. It's not about availability, injuries, who was returning, who wasn't. It wasn't about that at all. Um, it was about the fact that that team let the fans down 100%, wholeheartedly. Sometimes I get the management team to take the blame, part blame, some blame, whatever. Today was wholeheartedly a bunch of players that were absolutely shit.